Hey everyone and welcome once again to That Vintage Lens Podcast. We're back after a hiatus and, and hey, we're going to have a little fun today. We are currently in the middle of scanning film as we speak. So if you hear a little bit of a hum or a whine in the background, that, that that's exactly what it sounds like. Just like it. Yeah, that and, and you know, you couldn't have a better combination than beers at the same time. So we got beers, we're talking film, we're scanning film. So yeah, I got <laughs> I got John Henry Keenan here and Andy Adamas. Unfortunately, Daniel Gebert is out today. He's sick. I feel we like planned we need to play taps. I know. We we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, we were originally planning yeah. to talk about scanning film and kind of the what, what happens after like what is our process after we take the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but since Daniel is kind of uh, one of the resident um, scanning experts, yep. We're going to push that topic. And instead, we're going to talk about two impediments right now to shooting film. First one being film prices are going up. Kodak is raising their prices. What? I know, it's crazy. And Fujifilm, I feel like they're always doing that too. And then the second one being we are based in Chicago. It's dead of winter right now. It's cold out. It was like 18 degrees yesterday. So what do you do when the conditions get harsh enough that you don't really want to go outside? How do you keep that creativity going and, and how do you keep pushing through that? Um, but first, we're going to talk about what we've been up to lately in the last however many months it's been since we've done this. Yeah. Uh, but hey, new year. And uh, so we're hoping to kick this off strong. But Andy, what have you been up to? Um, gosh. Uh, a lot. Yes, you, we all work for the same company, so it is. Seems like it's been pretty busy for us, whether it be editing or um, being a camera operator or whatnot. Um, but as far as camera related, I have been uh, not doing much, unfortunately. That's actually my film being scanned right now because I feel like I've ha- I have so much film that needs to be developed and scanned that it's kind of slowed me down a little bit mm-hmm. because you know, you're trying to look at your film you want to see where you're at and you're trying to improve. I don't, I haven't been able to do that except for, you know, shooting on my GH five, which I know some people listening that might be only film shooters are cringing right now, <laughs> but it's still a fun camera to shoot on. It's digital. Yeah. But who cares? You know, mm-hmm. still pointing and shooting, having fun. Yeah. But other than that, um, I'm actually looking forward to getting these results as far as the these scans and then doing because we did do, we did do some shooting we did do 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 we did do some shooting at the Christmas party yeah. that we had and I feel like I shot more at that Christmas party than I did in the last few months. Oh yeah, you had yeah. the flash going. I, yeah, I know, and I didn't realize I had the flash going. I think I, there's been a decent amount of us. Well, three out of the four at least recently getting more into flash photography. Mm-hmm. So that's true maybe yeah. we'll, we'll do an episode on that sooner or later well it's one of those things I feel like the pictures themselves aren't as perfect They're, they they have more of a, a home video feel in they a do. sense to them um, where it feels like more of a point and shoot you know but it's perfect candid. if you were at home yeah it, that, that is true you know and it's it's a good feel too when you're just um, when you're going for that look um, it doesn't need to be studio perfect looking uh, if it has the that that memory uh, I don't know that it feels like childhood to yeah me. it does mm-hmm. uh, you know and someone uh, our, our boy our boy Cody he said it perfect at the party. He's like, it just has a look. Yeah. You know, 
you, you, you go into that with the intention, like it's going to look this way. Yeah. But I mean, I literally, they looked at my camera, my Elon seven, and they saw that I had a gaff taped down the actual flash. Oh yeah. It's like, I don't want that thing going up, but you know, I was like, you know, I, I say that now, but in six months I'm gonna be like, dude, it's all about the flash. Mm-hmm. So well, it's funny though. Cause we, um, just looking at how things develop over time, our year in review book, mm-hmm. our photo book, the first pages and the last pages were all shot on point and shoot 35 mil cameras. Awesome. The first pages were from last year's Christmas party that I shot on the, the 28 TI with flash, nice. which I love taking the parties like that and, and shooting. And then the other one, the last pages were all from, um, you know, disposable cameras that, that we were shooting on different events and yeah, that's shoots. one th- fun thing our company has been doing lately is that uh for some special events like company parties or when we all went to the emmys our boss rob will bring a few disposable cameras and hand them out and mm-hmm. so you'll have this sort of uh, roving point and shoot disposable camera crew on the ground <laughs> yep. and it's always a lot of fun when a week or two later there's a little photo book in the office with those memories yeah and what did he have this year guys that well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm very proud of where we've made it because <laughs> I feel like it took me so long trying to push Rob toward some sort of, of film thing, but now he's all in on some oh, of that. Oh my goodness. I mean, the, the, the range of things that we're able to do. And, and I think three of us, the four of us, including Daniel mm-hmm. push a lot for that stuff where we've got, I mean, we had the summer party that was shot on super eight, I'm which kind of bummed that he didn't have that. Uh, for this one? Yeah, was it just because it's too dark? Uh, yeah, I mean... But we were shooting on VHS. We were shooting Again, on VHS. sorry, if the same guy out there is cringing, we're sorry. No, I mean, I think the same sort of thing that we go... Like, the, the whole Lomo look. Yeah. Um, is I mean, it's VHS is similar. It's mm-hmm. It's got that retro feel to it, and it, it feels more authentic. It is more authentic than throwing on a filter on the computer. Oh, yeah, so, 100%, man. And we yeah. got that light on top. Oh, yeah. It was totally dad cam. Oh, yeah going around mm-hmm. it felt like you're on the set of cops yeah <laughs> nice updates so there have been a few good developments for me i did mean that pun no apologies so uh over christmas i got a nikon f3 which had been on my wish list for a while ever nice. since uh, i've been admiring brandon's which is i think you know. a few episodes ago yeah when we talked about our everyday carry that was his and then when i went to china in june i, I took an f3 from the company and I really love shooting on it. So ever since then, I'd wanted to get one. And over Christmas, I shot my first roll on it, and they turned out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Again, it was that more unstudied sort of home with the family, yeah. uh, low exposure. I actually don't have a flash for this Nikon right now, mm-hmm. so I just had to try to hold it as still as I could. Well, they're pretty hard but, to. You have to get the weird external flash thing. Yeah, it doesn't have a hot shoe. Yeah, they don't. Well, they don't have that. Sense. So. But I still got some of those just great pictures from uh, a Christmas party we had at my house. A couple of them, uh, the guests with their ugly sweaters, you could just swear <laughs> that this picture was taken uh, from the, right in 1977 <laughs> or something like that. 70s hairdos and everything. Uh, really, uh, yeah, I'll have to maybe put it on my vintage, on the uh, Instagram. Uh, nice. One of the ones I got of my friend Paul, who, who looks like he just got off the plane with John Denver. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, so that's one of the things I always treasure about film is uh, that you can look at a picture and say, gosh, I really don't know within 50 years when that was taken. Yeah. Because it has that timeless look. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the back end of that, I finally have all of the materials I need to shoot, develop, and scan my own film. So I was able to take that first role I shot on the F3, uh, develop it my, myself here in my place, which is where we're recording today, and then scan it. So that was that was a very cool experience to be able to, for the first yeah. time, do it start to finish. You mm-hmm. really feel at the end like, I made this picture. Yeah, that is really fun. Brandon and I don't have that yet. Yeah, not, not at this point. I, I've started to piece together the... Um, DSLR capturing method. Yes. So we'll have right. to we'll chat about that when we do our episode on on post yeah. picture, um, because I think there are a lot of different methods out there, and there are, I've used multiples. I know um, a lot of people tend toward the the scanning method, but there are also you know I I like the DSLR method, mm-hmm. um, and we'll chat more about that at some other time. But uh, yeah. what I want to hear about is the camera that Brandon has sitting in front of him. Well, hold on sure. for one second. The, when you got your F3, the first thing I thought of is now you can actually go out there and get that cool Nikon glass. Yeah, is and that- I haven't... I Well, I've got a 35 on it right now, um, which seems pretty good. Mm-hmm. I have yet to get other Nikon glass, although, well, Nikon glass is nice. Part of the reason I was happy about the F3 is I believe I can adapt some of the Olympus glass I had to it. Uh, yeah, I um, so and those huh. I haven't gotten that adapter yet, but that'll be one of my next pur- purchases. So all the lenses I had on my Olympus, I'll be able to lo- use on this F3. Nice. And now the top is—I don't remember it being like that. Was that? Did it always have that little that, that, the, uh, that thing on there? Yeah. I think it did. Now I'm wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've taken very good care of it, so it must have. It's definitely... It's uh, really clean. Yeah, it was okay. quite clean. It was it was used and refurbished, but it's in pretty good shape. And like the... Uh, you know, the... Uh, oh, it sounds so good. The shutter release. You know what it sounds beautiful. like? <laughs> For all your gun enthusiasts out there. <laughs> it kind of sounds like that, but... Yeah. So, that'll be our next podcast. <laughs> Cameras that sound like guns. Cameras yeah. Guns. And other things that you can shoot. <laughs> yes. That's exactly. right. <laughs> they all shoot. Well, you you can get the, you know, the uh, gun stock for some of those cameras. I have seen, seen that. Hilarious. I feel like you would just wind up in all sorts of trouble <laughs> when you're out shooting. Like in Chicago, you, absolutely. You raise, yeah. you raise your camera stock to your shoulder and the police come and you just explain that you were trying to do some street shooting. <laughs> and then they let you go. Yeah. And then Bad they let news. you go with the, the just by saying you know what you are an idiot for doing that but they would tell you in oh, chicago yeah. folks they would say that they well, yeah if, if somebody else didn't shoot you before the police got there yeah yeah exactly you, you asked for it sir mm-hmm. yeah. well yeah it's for me you have anything else no but i just brandon was was mentioning before we started rolling here how basically we've swapped yeah so he'll mm-hmm. tell us about that yeah it's been a an eventful few months um I'm trying to think. So I, I thought, because we had planned to do the podcast a few weeks ago, and with the holidays, things just kind of you know got got a little behind. And I thought at that point that I was going to be able to say I have not picked up any new cameras since the last podcast, and that was going to be a first. None of us thought that was going to happen. Well, okay. True story. <clears throat> but I, I actually have to say that I have four new cameras since that time. It's now a let, prop, me finish, you folks. let me finish. Let me finish. Not all of those were purchased, so 
Yeah, the holidays were Some eventful. Some of them were stolen. Some of them were stolen. <laughs> there were a couple guys on the street. Didn't look like they knew what they were doing. So yeah. I just I traded them for a, a you know, an yeah. old. Anyway, people need yeah. drugs. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, That's a holidays. Yeah, yeah. Holidays were eventful. Um, got Daniel some expired film, which I thought nice. was pretty cool. Some old Fuji color, um, and then one of Aaliyah's aunts actually uh, sent along some old cameras that she had. Um, they're kind of in that realm of like, they're not old enough in a sense because they were, one of them was a digital point and shoot camera. It was a Sony something, a power shot, something I, or not power shot. That's Canon. Um, whatever, whatever it was. Okay. But it was a you Sony. Know, point I remember shoot. when I buy cameras. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, so it was a Sony, um, it was like a 2.3 megapixel, um, digital camera. Um, and so it's not something I would typically use, but it was fun because my son, who is now two, he got to walk around and he learned to push the button. And so he was walking around saying cheese and taking pictures. <laughs> and because it's a free camera and all that, I don't yeah. mind letting him do that. Plus, it's fun to kind of watch him walk around with it. He's also got a he's got a wooden Leica. Okay. That we we got for him. Um, Where do you get that? I have from? a I have it's, a picture of him with it at uh, from last summer. Maybe we should throw. Oh that up yeah, on yeah, we should. Some Brandon's people. son. He might be too humble to say it, but Brandon's son has to be one of the cutest toddlers that I've ever seen. <laughs> and I, I'm a regular guy. I don't normally <laughs> I don't normally think about the comparative cuteness of toddlers, but yeah. I just have to say Finn is far and away the cutest. Well, thank you. And thank so you. imagining him with the camera there saying she's yeah, I'm already pretty, feeling warm and yeah. fuzzy inside yeah it some was, people that's the only leica they ever get i know right yeah finn's already got one he's already got one yeah. yeah so then at the same in the same package that that came with came some expired film uh so i haven't shot any of that yet but it's old kodak gold expired in 94 so i'm curious to see how it was it's all, like all 35 all 35 mil yeah okay um and which is odd because there wasn't a 35 mil camera in there but you know either way yeah. and then the other camera was a um it was a uh VHSC, a compact VHS um, camcorder. Uh, the oh, battery cool. doesn't work on it, but it is it is a fun little... It's similar to the VHS that we were using at work, except much smaller. Um, so I'm curious to, to play around with that. But. So it's an internal internal battery that you'd have to change? No, it's got a, one on the back. Okay. Um, it's just it's so old that I need to find a place that Wait. actually sells it. Um, but then the, the cameras that I purchased, so I purchased them within a day of, of each other. Um, the first one, the one that John Henry is talking about, um, that's sitting in front of me is the Canonet, um, G3 version of the QL 17. Um, I've really enjoyed shooting with it so far. Um, the reason I picked it up, so I mentioned, you know, in a past episode that my daily carry camera was kind of always the f3 um because i was traveling a lot and mm-hmm. so that offered me the flexibility and the reliability and all that that i needed um and i just loved shooting the camera as a whole the problem is over the past year i've, tr- I've especially over the past six months or so i've kind of slowed down on my travel and as much as i like and love the f3 um when i'm just going to work every day uh, you know, driving to work, I don't need to be carrying that much camera mm-hmm. when there's only a possibility that I, I, you know, would have anything to shoot. It's not like I go out and shoot film every single day. Um, and so I wanted something that was more of a pocketable camera, mm-hmm. but that offered quality higher than like my 28 Ti, which it's a great camera, but it's 
reliant on batteries and it only goes to f2.8. So I wanted something that was a little bit better in low light, that was mechanical, and I did a lot of looking around. Um, oh, and the other thing is I wanted a camera that I didn't mind beating up a little bit mm -hmm. since it's a daily carry camera. I love, so as we're talking about cameras, I love the Leica that I've got mm -hmm. too, and it, it is very small, but I don't want to carry it everywhere because if my bag gets stolen or something happens, I don't want to lose that camera in this, you know, and, and so this gives me something that's, you know, it's, you know, uh, under $200. It's mechanical, but it's still got a little bit of automation there. Mm -hmm. I don't feel too bad beating it up, even though I take care of my stuff, like the occasional jostle here and there won't kill me. Um, and yeah, it's just nice and compact. So um, John Henry was kind enough to let me borrow his for a few days. And mm -hmm. I just, I uh, shot a roll on there and just kind of messed around with the overall feel and was like, yes, this is, this is what I'm looking for. So picked it up um, and now it goes with me everywhere in the bag. I'll, I'll probably still take the F3 if I know that I'm going somewhere and, and, I, and I want interchangeable lenses or something like that. But for kind of every day, keep a camera with you at all times. And that one has the 40 millimeter focal length, right? Yeah, it's 40 mil, 1.7. So great lens. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just, it's a great camera take with me i've certainly enjoyed it that was uh, the one i just started doing some flash photography on actually daniel and uh, right. another friend and i went to chinatown which is right around the corner from me here and we went walked around with our flashes and the the uh, canonet doesn't have a built-in flash but my mother who uh, gave it to me had a flash that goes on the hot shoe up a giant there. one yeah a very big <laughs> one actually um, I think on mine, probably on yours too, the native shutter speed for the flash is a 30th, right? It's normally a 60th, but, and I did actually shoot everything on a 60th cause it was only later that we thought it might be the 30th and they turned out okay. Mm -hmm. A little um, dark? No, a little bright actually. The flash was, um, oh. we were metering, uh, metering off what you'd normally use for a flash. And I think this particular flash was, had a bit more hor horsepower to it. Hmm. But uh, so we noticed that the 30 on my um, shutter speed is in red, and it's the only one like that, which Mine's makes me think. Well, it makes me think that maybe that's the one that's meant to be synced to the flash. Oh. In any case, 60 did work, and I'm glad I shot it at 60 because <laughs> they were still fairly bright. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I haven't done enough research on the, the camera. I'm one of those people that doesn't look, read owner's manuals unless I can't figure something out, mm -hmm. um, and I, I feel like I need to with this camera just like everything's pretty intuitive but i still want to take a look at it just to kind of get my bearings on some things make sure i'm not ruining a roll but yeah and then the other camera that i picked up was um i would wanted to get into um m42 mount uh for a while and i picked up that that old um gosh what was it the russian the russian yeah. one yeah um which was fine it, it's i picked that one up dirt cheap it was like five dollars um if you count <laughs> the cost kind of, of the lens in there um and so it needs a, a tune up and everything and it's just not the greatest camera in the world it's it's fun but it's um not something that i would actually choose to go out and shoot all the time um so i picked up a spotmatic 2 um pentax okay so yeah it was it was like 30 under 30 dollars from robert's camera would that have anything to do with the uh, M42 mount lenses that we just picked up at the office? Partially. So <laughs> I've been looking at M42 mount stuff for a while, and so I wanted that to kind of test some stuff out. And um, I've talked in the past, I think I talked when we were um, doing the podcast with uh, Tamarkin about wanting to pick up some Super Takamars, and they're not that expensive. Um, to get a mint condition one that's like a 35 or an 85, you're looking at 
two, three hundred bucks, which isn't cheap, but it's also not like for a mint condition lens, it's not bad at all. Um, and they adapt to a lot of stuff to M42 mount. So, um, so yeah, I, um, what John Henry was referencing is that we're starting to build up a set of super Takamars at work, um, and probably going to shoot those on. I mean, we can shoot them on just about anything there. Um, you know, put it on the Airy, um, the Alexa Mini, and shoot some stuff there. It gives a cool vintage look to it, so we'll probably do that, and then the other easy one is picking up a set of Nikons. But my hope is that eventually we have, like, three or four vintage lens prime sets, um... This will be cheap. that vintage lens. Those will be those vintage lenses. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the goal. That's the goal. So, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, should we move past the the? I feel like we all, spend all so much favor. time. Yes. All <laughs> in favor. Aye. All right. Um, so our topics today. Um, those things that are kind of holding us back right now. Both the cost of film as it goes up as Kodak raises the the prices, which for uh, for understanding of that topic really what's happening is um the production of film kodak can't keep up with all the film being sold right now so it's great on one hand yeah they they need to expand their facilities in order to fund or in or in order to produce the amount of film that's being demanded right now so it's a good sign it means mm -hmm. that more and more people are shooting film um but it also means that the cost is going up a little bit to cover that um i don't know i can't remember by how much but I don't know offhand. I I know that Daniel's mentioned it, and there's been some YouTubers that have brought it up, and how they're not going to be shooting film this year, or because for of that. Who, for, yeah, for who, who knows for how long, you know. But hmm. um, I've been a little hesitant to even look at B and H prices right now because yeah. <laughs> I need one twenty. So, well, it's interesting because I feel like people made a big deal about it, but mm -hmm. on the other hand. People buy Cinestill all the time, which is much more expensive than like the typical Kodak stocks. Yeah. Which, in all, I mean, I don't know if it's going to raise the price of Cinestill because Cinestill is based on Kodak stocks, but it's based on their cinema stocks, not their. Uh, yeah. So I wonder if those are different facilities that are creating those, in which case maybe it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And maybe Cinestill won't even go up that much. I think it's partially has to do with it's just within uh, a person's price range they're mm -hmm. not gonna um i think there's gonna be more available if it's more expensive mm -hmm. and you could i mean one hope is that you might see it rise but then if it's really growing that the facilities will be in place and the cost might start to go down again a little bit in that, theory yeah that would be very nice yeah do you think so for you guys is it going to cause you to stop shooting or mm, no <laughs> i have a little bit of a uh back stock on 35 and um the only thing i need to get is some 120 but i have have about five rolls of expired 120 i can shoot oh nice so i think what it if it has an effect on me it would probably be not shooting less but maybe limiting uh expanding to shoot more mm. because certainly with the amount i'm shooting right now it's nothing that crazy in fact i don't think i've shot a full roll since the Christmas holidays because mm -hmm. of the, the second obstacle we'll be talking about oh, sure, <laughs> the, yeah. the cold and winter and busyness. And so at this point, this is a very special hobby. So I'm going to mm -hmm. keep putting the resources into that. And if mm -hmm. it amounts to like 50 or 60 more dollars a year, that's a shame, but it, you know, I'll still do it. Yeah. I guess if you look, look at it that way, it's not that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, now, depending how much you shoot, right? Yeah. I mean, how many rolls do you guys think you shot last year? Oh gosh. 
I, I want to say, I and I'm not the most frequent shooter in the world. I, I tend to take my time with stuff, mm-hmm. and I tend to not run through a roll super quickly. I'll take, you know, as I'm walking along, there are plenty of times when I'll go to line up a shot, and I'm like, ah, it's not worth it, and, yeah. and just bring it back, bring the camera down. I, I would say I go through probably about 10 rolls combined between 35 and 120 every... I'm going to say every four to six months. Ten rolls every four to six months. Yeah. So 30 rolls a year. That would probably be my guess. 20 to 30. Well, didn't you... (laughs) I'm calling you out. Go for Uh, it. No, so when when you went to Ireland, did you have like 24 rolls that you came back with? No, 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 no. No, No, I didn't come back with that. I I think I shot... Did he say months? He meant weeks. Yeah, no. (laughs) No, I didn't come back with that much from Ireland. I think I shot... I'd have to look and reference, but I shot um, six oh, rolls, okay. maybe, maybe seven. It wasn't that much, okay. um, and that was kind of a. My wife and I took a, a five-year anniversary trip to Ireland and Scotland earlier this earlier in 2019, um, and that's kind of a. I don't tend to take long international trips that frequently when it's not mm-hmm. for work but so there's that's kind of the x factor there like if yeah. i'm if i'm going to a cool international place there's a good chance that i'll take a lot of rolls like this this past year was up but that was because i took like five rolls in the philippines and then yeah so yeah i think that's one of the factors with how much you shoot is if i'm if i'm in a cool place on a trip i would probably shoot about a roll a day mm-hmm. a little bit more a little bit less and yeah. that that's what i shot when i went to china when i went to hungary and croatia which i don't think we've actually done a podcast since then but no. got some cool shots from there i think i put some on the instagram mm-hmm. so go check those out but if i'm really traveling then yeah i budget about a roll a day yeah but if it's not that then a roll could last anywhere from a couple of weeks to a couple of months right you know right yeah, it kind of it also depends on the stocks for me too because I'll shoot mm-hmm. a lot more Ultramax because I'm just shooting family stuff. Yeah, Portra I shoot less of, and 120 I shoot even less of. 120 I typically I tend to shoot 120 when I'm going to someplace really cool. Yeah. Um. So I haven't really shot too much. I took the 120 camera to, um, Mexico when we went a couple months ago, mm-hmm. but I was just finishing off a couple rolls there, so. So you shot it in Mexico 120 then? I did yeah. shoot, okay. yeah, 120. Yeah, I took the Mamiya and the F3 when I went there and just, yeah, shot a little bit of both. I was really happy with some of the photos that I came back with too. You should post some, some of them. I did, yeah. I, I did. just, I think that one of my most recent ones, I don't know that I, sh- I shared it to the that vintage lens one, but mm. um, like some beach portraits and stuff. Okay, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was pretty happy oh, with yeah, the way I've that some of those turned one. out. Just the skin tones and... Um, was able to get like down and we went down by the water and yeah, what it really made awesome. me want and i if i had to say one camera that i might <laughs> depending on just how long one, it is brandon just one no the nikonos uh, uh, if you know anything about yes. the, the underwater nikon mm-hmm. camera because there were so many shots that i was i had my f3 and i was like i want to get out there and like get in it yeah but i was also terrified of like a wave like as we got farther out there i didn't want a wave going over that camera so it's no um yeah nikonos is fully Some submergible would be weird about even bringing a camera like that around salt water i have to be careful with sand too because yeah. some of those lenses i mean I, that was like my 85 and my 35 that are my oh the canon uh, uh no the nikons but okay. the the ones that i've got they're still like mint condition so okay no a nikonos 
That's the th- that's the other thing about having something like this is, granted, I don't want to get it wet, but um, I feel a little less bad if if I ruin a camera like this than I do if I ruin you know something that's. These are still pretty cheap. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's funny we're in a bit of a different position with the Canon S because for me it's like a family heirloom. Well, yeah, that's but, true. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe I should just get a separate Canonette to ruin. Do it. Yeah, and then <laughs> be save like the them. one that was my mom's. Well, you just have to get a different model. There are so many different Canonettes. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll check back in next time and see how many Canonettes have been purchased. <laughs> I guarantee you, Brandon will have got at least two. <laughs> two more. Yeah. yeah. No, I have. I have a list I'm working off of, and I the uh, Pentax and the Canonette checked off two that have been on my list for a long time. Only fifteen to go. Fifteen. Soon you'll have more cameras than you shoot rolls in a year. Yes. That's. Oh, that's possible. already probably there. <laughs> no, I've I've reached the point where. My difficulty is that I'll start a roll in a camera and then not shoot that camera for a little bit. Uh-oh. And so then I'll have to like take that camera out just to finish off the roll. That and would so, actually almost be a decent, I don't know, half episode best shots that you took to finish off a roll. Yeah. I've there have been some that I really liked. Some I've posted before where they were just throwaway shots, but mm-hmm. yeah, it really um, worked out. But yeah, that's the reason why I developed some film this past December that was from last christmas wow because <laughs> there was a camera i hadn't shot and it's the season yeah <laughs> i know so yep so film prices aren't gonna affect us that did you pause i don't think so not for me yeah um i shoot more 120 than anything or at least when i when i'm when i know i'm going to shoot it's going to be 120 i like to just mm-hmm. kind of be be by be by myself and just uh I don't take my time. Yeah. So, but I was in a little bit of a different situation. When I went to California, I ha- came back with 16 rolls. Oh, that's right. You shot a lot. I did shoot a lot, mm-hmm. but a lot of it was 120. So mm-hmm. it's a little different, you yeah. know. Have no, it's been developed yet? Most of them have been developed. And scanned and everything? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You've posted some. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember seeing some of them. I didn't know if you'd got all of them. Some of them actually were scanning right now. So okay. that's kind of how far behind. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and I think the big way that it it would affect me too is I would just switch a little bit of the stock that I was using routinely. Mm-hmm. I tend to go, I tend to be more of a Kodak guy. I shoot some Fujifilm, but I don't know. I'm there are times I'm, I've shot Fujifilm and Kodak in the same location, and I tend to go for more of that gritty, contrasty look, which I feel like the Kodak film lends itself more to, mm-hmm. rather than those light and airy highlights and all of that. The Fujis, I feel like I tend to get more with the Fujis, um, and so I, I tend to shoot Portra and Ultramax. Mm-hmm. Um, Ultramax more for the the gritty look, and then Portra if I really want something that's a little more refined. Um, Dan's been really getting into Lomo. The Lomo looks good. The mm-hmm. Lomo looks good. Yeah, I'm curious to try some of that because I've shot. Um, I've been branching out a lot more this this past year. I've shot a little bit of the um, Sunstroke from uh, Double Film. Oh um, uh, yeah, and I re- I liked what I got from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of a cool little flare. Um, and then uh, I, I definitely love some of the Lomo 800 that I shot in Croatia. I think oh, I've got yes. I've got one of those printed out. It'll be going on my wall soon. Cool. Definitely quite grainy, but absolutely beautiful, mm-hmm. especially for landscapes. Yeah, 
Well, I've done a, a decent amount of Sinistil too, mm-hmm. but that's also kind of a Codex stock. So yeah, um, but yeah, I think it would just cause me to go more towards something like a Lomo mm-hmm. or something more like an Ultramax, um, if I really cared about it. But honestly, I for me, I tend to go like if I don't want to spend much money, I'll shoot cheap stocks. Yeah. But if I really care about the location, I'm like, I, you know, if it's a twelve dollar stock, I, mm-hmm. I'd probably still shoot it if I liked it. Um, I'm always like. I don't know. Uh, to me, Portra isn't... Granted, it has gone up. It's not super expensive. It's not crazy, no. Yeah, so, and I'm always... When I take... When I'm taking, like, family pictures or anything like that, I'm just hoping I get a few great pictures that mm-hmm. I can print something out for the grandparents or something like that. Yeah. So I I, I would always... I don't know. I guess that's why I haven't gone with Ultramax, just because I'm like, well, let's just go with Portra. Yeah. I mean, I what go, are the differences? I I don't I haven't shot Ultramax. Maybe you can tell me. It's not quite as um, I don't know if I'm using the right terminology. It doesn't seem like it quite has the same dynamic range, mm-hmm. um, quite the same latitude as Portra does. Um, the grain on Portra is finer. Uh, um, okay. I think the tonality is a little more even. You don't have quite you know, like the skin tones are. I mean, it's Portra. Yeah. The skin tones are going to be a little bit more even and things of that nature. But Ultramax for me has more of that, like, hey, I'm hanging around the house taking photos of my son type look. Okay. Or like, hey, I want, if it's something, like, if it's something that I'm going to be framing and putting on a wall and blowing up, then I want to do Portra. Yeah. Um, but if it's something where I'm going four by six or something that's just going, you know, that I'll look at on my phone every now and then. Or just post to Instagram. Mm-hmm. I really do like the look of Ultramax. It has a bit of a grittier feel mm. to it, a less refined look. Yeah. Um, I think I feel, somebody said earlier, it feels like growing up. Yeah. It, <laughs> that's. I mean, it, it just it looks like cool. it has a little bit of the the tone changes and all of that that okay. you would see. I mean, it's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not quite. It's better than Kodak Gold. Yeah. Um, or something along those lines. It's a bit more refined than that. But not quite as professional as as um, Portra is. Speaking of Ultramax, Brandon, you might kick yourself a little bit here, but in the sacristy of the church across the street, this is a church that both uh, Brandon and I attend. I saw sitting on the windowsill a three it's pack. There. It's been there forever. Well, it's not there anymore. Did you take it? I took it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and, and Do you so, feel convicted? Stealing from a church? No, I asked the pastor's permission, like a responsible adult. Why did you not do this years ago? Hilarious. Well, I, I mentioned it before, and <laughs> I asked, so I, like, I wonder who whose it was. Um, you see, I'm a I'm a more direct person. I yeah. said, "Can I have this?" And nice. He said, "Sure." That's been there forever. <laughs> two guys go nice. walk. You know, two guys walk in a church. They feel like sinning. Well, here's the question. And then the joke goes on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, would you take a trade for one of them of the three? Or yeah, you no, you can have one. I shot I shot one of them in Chinatown. That oh, was on, cool. the, on the flash. Oh, yeah, there you go. Which might have been, I guess, the reason it was a bit brighter than I was expecting. Uh, or does does it go the other way? I think it's typically the other way. Okay, so, so wait, obviously it, that that shows that it must be the thirtieth <laughs> that you're supposed to do because it was still too bright. So but, is it a, is it expired? Well, we don't, don't know. know. I mean, so. it, it should say the on amount there, yeah. the amount of dust on it suggests that it probably is. It's been there for four years now. That I know at least at least and it, it's been dusty that whole time because I remember seeing it four years ago <laughs> Can you go pull it out let's take a look at it you saw yeah, the box I've got I think so one one sec I mean yeah, it probably like says archaeology over here as John Henry goes to uh, to get it I think something like it, if we're talking about expired film I 
it's funny how many people think that film like it expires and suddenly the film it's goes no bad yeah there's so many relatives that they're like oh yeah i've got a bunch of film but it's expired and i'm like so. I'll take it, and they're like, "Well, it expired." I'm like, "I know. I like. Yeah. I, I want to shoot it." Oh, it does. It does indeed have a date on the bo- box. Developed before November 2006, so nice. that was 14 years ago. Probably. So it had probably been on that shelf in the church for upward at least 14 years. Probably Get out way of more. here. So, if I'm not mistaken, so it's 14 years. It should be just over two stops. You're supposed to compensate. I think it's, this, is it's a right? stop for every ten years. Yeah, and and this isn't even this is just Kodak Max. This isn't even Ultra Max, which I believe is different. Funny, I, I have a a box of that too that's expired. Yeah, sitting in my fridge. Nice. Would you consider donating it to our sacristy <laughs> <laughs> and having it collect dust? Well, <laughs> well you know, not we'll, for more than fourteen years. <laughs> we'll leave it there, and then we'll come and do. Did a you just put that in your pocket? Oh, I thought you. Put- <laughs> No, it's sitting right here. Brandon, you can you can take one of those rolls since you were eyeing it for sure? so many. Yes. Okay, I'll take one. I feel I feel like one of them has to at least be yours, you know, because. Well, I was going there before you, so. Yeah, no, it's it's true, but <laughs> I put asked. Your, put yes, it in your fridge, John Henry. I'm just joking. It's funny to me because you you knew of it for years. I saw yeah. it, asked, well, and took it home. I know. <laughs> it was about a 15 <laughs> second process. I was just like, well, maybe it's hilarious. Someone, there's also a box of Girl Scout cookies that's been sitting. <laughs> you can have those. <laughs> Same person. They've been sitting there for four years as well, and they're sitting on top of the books in the sacristy because the box looks like one of the thick books. And so I think someone stuck it there and forgot about it. Wow. And so it's just, it's their thin mints. Wow. That, <laughs> the that's detailed. the best type. Can you please take a picture of it? Oh, I'll take a picture of it with this film. <laughs> and then we need to post and, it. And then we'll post it. Yeah. The thin mints that have been sitting there as mm-hmm. long as the film. Probably. They were probably left on the same day. Probably so. We could we could invent a whole backstory about how that mm-hmm. came to be. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I'm sure we could come up with some creative stuff. Well, gents, we're at 42 minutes. Yeah, I don't know if you wanna. I can keep well, let's, going. Let's talk a little bit about the um, can, weather conditions that we talked about. It's yes. cold. It it's is cold. cold and miserable. Yeah. So, how do you guys, or what what keeps you from going out? I mean, it, that might be obvious, but is it just Being married the, and having a kid? Well, sure. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't as obvious as we thought. <laughs> yeah. But the weather. So, is it is it more on the lines of just you don't want to get out? Or is it along the lines of everything just looks miserable outside? I think it's just not one to get out. For me, it's more that everything looks sort of gray. Like, uh, well, I got, it was just about a year ago, I got into film and I sort of shot even though it was winter and everything. But now I'm looking around and especially when there isn't snow, if there's snow, you're like, oh, this is pretty. Mm -hmm. But there's no snow. There's no leaves on the trees. Everything looks sort of miserable. And sometimes I think, well, do I want to remember this? Yes. (laughs) Mm. Um, And so finding that, that, you know, little box of art or whatever in there can mm-hmm. be harder. Yeah. I think something that helps me, because I've followed, um, there were a bunch of, a bunch of them. So grew up in Indianapolis, went to school in Muncie, Indiana, at the Great Ball State. Muncie. Um, Muncie, yes. And then came here to Chicago, and all three places I've found Facebook pages where it's, it's, uh, I think the Indianapolis one is Indie Nostalgia, and then the Muncie one is Original Muncie, and then there's an original Chicago page. And all of them have photos from a bygone era that people post, like, hey, remember when it looked, used to look like this? And so people will post mm. these old photos, and most of them aren't professionally taken. They're just photos that people yeah. took growing up. 
in any of these three places. And it's always cool to me to see some of these and just look at, like, it's not super well composed, but it just looks so cool because yeah. it, it's, you know, you can tell the cars are old, the, mm-hmm. the clothing is old. Um, and so I think for me, even if things don't look great outside, it kind of still pushes me to capture some of those moments that, because especially someone who hasn't lived in Chicago long term, um, Indianapolis, and my, I would probably have found it harder because I was used to everything. Mm-hmm. But I think Chicago, it's still new enough to me. Just even the look of like the alleyways and the the, the back, the backs of the bungalows and all of that um, down these alleyways, it's it's a cool enough and unique enough look to me that it, it kind of it also makes me think of movies like Rudy when you know they're running through it's Rudy I sometimes I, think of a Christmas story a Christmas story too there those movies go. that take place kind of in the winter time in these kind of um, these uh, nearby suburbs of these cities whether it's South Bend or whether it's Chicago or Indianapolis or whatever um, and there's just something kind of rust belt feeling about it mm-hmm. and like working class it's just it's nice i think it, you know, what you're describing you can bring out even more in the winter i definitely got some last winter of uh yeah literal rust belt like a junkyard with abandoned cars yeah but you get you get those in the winter backdrop and it cer- certainly evokes the mood and the feel of the place mm-hmm. yeah because i think if you're going for you know a beautiful vista you're not going to find that in the wintertime yeah. unless there's a bunch of snow on the ground. Um, but if you go go at it for more of a, uh, a search for grit, mm-hmm. I suppose, um, I, it's probably easier to do it at that point. Um, we should go out and take pictures right now. We should do it right now. It, it is completely is, dark. We'll bring out. our Seven flashes. o'clock. But yeah, we'll bring that. <laughs> go go to uh, Chinatown. So, yeah. There you go. I would go. Yeah. <laughs> who's, like, Let's who, do it. Guess, guess who's married. Yep. And who's not married. Mm-hmm. You know what, Andy? I've asked you not to rub that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now I feel bad. Yeah. I feel horrible. He's going to kick you out. You're going to be married one day and you're going to be like... Uh... <laughs> You'll be like, you're married now. I'll say, I asked you not to rub that in. <laughs> like, want to go to Chinatown now? <laughs> well, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it just depends on the outlook. I feel like you can find things to shoot at any time. Sure. Any single ladies out there. We got JH over here. Mm-hmm. Any single ladies who shoot film, please. Is a plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. D, uh, DM that vintage lens. <laughs> you will you will get my number ASAP. He is a tall glass of 6'4 manliness. Mm-hmm. No longer the tallest in the office, but, but, but almost. St- but still the manliest. Yeah, Green sure. giant there for we, sure still. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to turn the Instagram into a dating Instagram. <laughs> we just suddenly get all of these different... Uh, um, numbers and everything coming there, yeah. It's gonna happen. It's Jake. gonna happen. One of these days, it's gonna happen. <laughs> so film, so, so film. <laughs> Back on topic, but yeah, I I just think it's an outlook type of thing. Um, if it's now, if it's weather based, we are talking about film. We are talking about <laughs> okay. film. And we're back. If it's weather based, if we're just not getting out because it's cold, I've kind of found it's fun to drive around to neighborhoods that I haven't been and shoot out the window mm. find a shot see what i can get from the car um because i i also this is feel while like you're driving this is while i'm driving on the highway i'm shooting <laughs> no i will tell you about some of the crazy stuff that i've done like in canada when i i mastered the the left hand on the wheel 
and then the I could I could know based on the lens that I was using what my frame was going to be like and bring the camera over and shoot resting it on my left and arm. And if there are any law enforcement officers listening, <laughs> then that was just please a, that was just that, that was in another that no, was in another yes. country that was Canada, you have no jurisdiction. Exactly. <laughs> bada bing, yes. bada boom. You guys ride horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try catching up with a car. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's <laughs> I think these beers have made a spiral. I think I think it's made it better. I mean, now I'm just Honestly, seeing a mounted police officer chasing after Brandon, <laughs> while all Brandon can think about is how to get the perfect shot of the mounted oh, no. who's chasing him. <laughs> yes. oh. Flashing. Hey, you know. I, we, I we've never it. put any uh, crude Photoshop up on the Instagram, but this might call for yeah. it. We'll this see. Might, Please. This might call for it, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, little things like that. You can stay inside the warm car. And yeah. I also feel like there are tons of times when I'm driving somewhere and I'm like, oh, I wish, like I am driving and wish I could take a picture of something, but I'm driving. And so it's nice to have a different perspective where you're not on the sidewalk. You're either on the side of the street mm-hmm. or um, like if you're, I mean, heck, not that I recommend this, but there have been times when I've been in a town where I, I'm down a side street and no one's nearby and I'll just kind of slow to a stop and then take a shot very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I do not at all recommend <laughs> that. But it's just a different yeah. outlook. Um, and and plus, you make up more ground than I think you ordinarily. Yeah, would. cars do go fast. No, look, I mean, <laughs> I've I've taken I've taken shots with my camera on the highway. This is mm-hmm. you're being honest. I'm being honest. I don't think it turned out very well. <laughs> what was yeah. your shutter speed? Um, I don't. Rem- I mean. I wasn't checking all my settings. I was being somewhat responsible <laughs> oh, okay. here. Gotcha. He at least had a couple fingers on the wheel. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. Knee, I mean, a he's, knee anyway. We, we told you, ladies, he's a very large man, so he could have put a thigh on the wheel. Could have put a... The look on Brandon's face was breathless. Just looking at John Henry and seeing the look on his face as he's like, "What are you talking about?" I've I've only had one beer and a quarter, dude. And it's yeah. Yeah, well, apparently Andy is. Um, <laughs> we should do this more frequently. Spirits tonight. So I I feel like that that does it. Where do you go from there? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we should wrap it up. Daniel, we miss you. Yeah, Daniel, we do miss you. And ladies, we look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> exactly, at least one of us do. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, as always, feel free to follow us on That Vintage Lens um, on our Instagram. Um, it's literally at That Vintage Lens. Uh, you can also check out our website, thatvintagelens.com. Uh, we've got uh, you know some previews of our, our Instagram up there. We've also got lots of blog articles. Um, we're still looking to expand it in different ways. What is the look on your face? You guys are still laughing over there. I can't even make it through the closing. My goodness. So follow us on Instagram. Check us out anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, We're still expanding that as well. Uh, This is a grassroots effort. We have a lot of fun doing this. We hope you enjoy listening to it. Let us know if you have a topic you want us to address, an article you want us to write, or heck, if you think that we could do better at something. Just let us know. Um, If you want to send us an email, it's podcast at thatvintagelens.com and uh yeah we will uh how should i end it see you next time i don't know boom how about we'll see you in four or five months no. <laughs>